Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. We're online at insightfolios.com. Kevin has about three decades of experience in the financial planning world, and he's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and he's going to help us navigate through today's radio show. Kevin, great to be with you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Walter. The smell of fall is in the air. How are you doing this I was finally? afraid of what smell you were about to tell us about. <laughs> the smell of fall is oh, in the air. Okay, yeah, okay, good. Fall. fall. That's what we want. <laughs> I've been... I have my leaf blower out, and I'm blowing acorns. We got so many acorns this year, so um, uh, you know I can smell them too. It has to be a pretty decent powered, um, you know, leaf blower to get those acorns to move around. Sometimes well, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking a little bit about unlikely wisdom. All right, so some folks who maybe you wouldn't expect to be dispensing, uh, you know, great financial wisdom to us. Um, we're talking about people like. Lindsay Lohan and Rosie O'Donnell and even Mike Tyson will make an appearance. That's going to be kind of fun. Uh, So some wisdom from some unlikely places. Plus, we're going to talk about the lies that we tell ourselves when it comes to our finances and retirement and how we can identify whether maybe we're telling ourselves some of these things and maybe how we can correct those kinds of problems. That plus maybe answering your questions and more all on the way on today's show. But first, Kevin, did you see this? A Danish museum says they gave an artist $84,000 in cash for him to physically incorporate in a piece of art. Instead, he just delivered them two blank canvases that he'd titled, Take the Money and Run. (laughs) (laughs) I did see that. I think a lot of people have seen that. That's pretty funny, isn't it? Oh, man. And, and that I mean, art is whatever you say it is, right? (laughs) It, It is. Well, you know, Reggie and Judy, if you're listening out there, Hey, we talked the other day about investments. If you can get something like this, I, I highly recommend this. You know, take 84000 deliver two blank canvases, and run with the money. That is a great gig, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I, my dad is an artist, um, so he's a, he's a painter. And so I've always told him, he, he does like landscape, beach, mostly beach paintings, very mm-hmm. talented, uh, very realistic work that he does, his sky, and, and especially his water is just incredibly beautiful. And he puts so many hours and so much work into every painting. And I'm like, you know, you should just try once, just get a big old canvas, just splash uh, some color across it and, put, you know, put it out there. See if you can get just as much money for two seconds of work as you do for the 20 and 30 and 40 hour paintings <laughs> that you do. Some some of that stuff or the splashes, you know, and they throw it on canvas. I don't get that. But, you know, I yeah. like a nice detailed picture. And if you come into my office, I have several pictures of English setters and fly fishing, as you can imagine. And yeah. All of that kind of good stuff. But the splashes, I think uh, I'll leave those where I see them at. So There is something to be said for the simplicity of a painting, not to get too far off track here, but one of the best ones uh, my dad ever did was on a humongous canvas, and it was one that I'd gotten him for Christmas because he'd always painted on kind of the same kind of canvas. So I got him a really, really big one from Michael's one year, and um, he was like, man, I don't even know what to put on this, this large of a canvas. And so he did a very foggy scene 
of a small boat in the middle of the water, kind of hidden by the fog. So most of the canvas was just very different shades of kind of the white fogginess, all leading into the middle of the painting. So it wasn't abstract. It was still realistic, but it was very minimalistic from the edges all the way to the middle until the very detailed boat, but still sort of shrouded in fog. So it was a lot of white on the canvas. And it was the highest, uh, most expensive painting he ever sold because of the size of the canvas, but yet so simple of a design and of a painting. And it sold before he even opened his booth up at an wow. event. Lady, lady came by early before he even got it on the wall and uh, bought it right off his hands right there. So, <laughs> I was like, that was a good present. Right? You need to do some more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was. That present turned into uh, to some nice income for him that day. So, Buy a bigger canvas. That was the rule, huh? That's right, uh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, people at, at the beach, people have real nice beach houses and dramatic, uh, you know, uh, escalated vaulted ceilings. So a nice big old canvas looks good in some of those places, I guess. I bet. I bet it does. Yeah. Well, anyway, pretty funny. 84000 bucks to put two blank canvases out and call it art uh, and i wonder if they tried game. to get the money back or not so i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's crazy you don't, don't question the man's art now that'd be offensive you can't do yes that. Yeah. Can't do well okay well if you call that art um because i can do the same thing and i'm not an artist so yeah that's right exactly mm, yeah. um in any event kind of a funny little story there all right so that was uh pretty unwise of them to uh give him the money and then just let him run like that. Let's see where we might get some actual wisdom, but from some unlikely places, Kevin. So you wouldn't necessarily expect these people that we mentioned a few moments ago, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Mike Tyson, to be dispensing great financial wisdom. But in fact, um, you know, you probably expect the opposite based on some of those folks' kind of like life stories and those kinds of things that they've been through. Uh, but with a little creativity, I think we can squeeze some wisdom out of some, uh, some quotes from these folks. You ready to play along a little bit? Sure. Let's have some fun. All right. So let's do Lindsay Lohan first. Uh, she once said, I'm my own worst enemy, and I know that. Where is there some uh, financial wisdom embedded in that? We got to give her credit for coming up with that, right? Because there was times when you wondered what she was thinking. Yeah. But if you relate that to people who, you know, are trying to invest, a lot of times when people come to my office, you know, they are their own worst enemy. They seem to get in their way of, uh, you know, investing and doing things consistently over time like they're supposed to. They worry about what, let me ask you a question, Walter. Um, what's everybody thinking, and I've seen this last week or two about the market. Uh, everybody thinking about the market this last week or two? Yeah, the, the I mean, last week. Pa pa panic, uh, yep. a, a little bit of concern. Yep, we're starting to hear that. And so that emotions is doing what to people? Uh, making us sell or want to get out of the market. I mean, I've had those contemplations. Should I sell everything and get out? You know, yep. Should I yep. dive out before the crash? And the reason is because 2008 or the pandemic's in the back of your mind, I'm yep. assuming? Yeah, yep. I don't want to lose another 30 40%. Yeah, and that's the same reasoning that we're hearing um, from a lot of people here. And that is your own worst enemy. Remember, if you're in the stock market, it's a long-term investment. And if you look over a five or 10-year period, taking these volatile moments in there, you normally would be okay going forward. You cannot time the market. We've, we've talked about this several times on the show. It's impossible to time the market. Just imagine this, Walter. If, if there was some money manager out there that could time the market, do you think he would tell us? Or she? No, because it would probably limit how much then that person could make. Right, exactly. If the rest of us are in on yep. the secret. Yeah, and we've talked about other money managers, how one was the money manager for 15 years, and then the next 15 he was on the bottom. So it's not possible. So if you are getting in the way, you're overthinking things, and you're constantly keeps you in the procrastination mode, 
We know that doesn't work. So don't become your own worst enemy. Start the planning process. Remember, investing is long-term. And there are investments that will offset some of that volatility. So if you're not diversified, you need to be diversified to take away some of that volatility. And I always like to put it, you know, when's the last time I looked at my statement, Walter, my investment statement? Do you want to guess? You? Yes. Uh, I don't know, maybe once a year? If that. Yeah, if that, okay. If that. I just don't. I just let it go, and it's been there for you know, decades. So over time, it does its thing. And that's what people have to remember. Don't be your own worst enemy, long term investing, diversification, uh, take down some of that volatility. And if you have years to go, let it go. Don't worry about it so much. Uh, because if you try to time the market, pull it out, it's normally not the best time and it costs you money in the long run. I look at my statements like every single day. <laughs> I, I, ch- I check I check the balances and the ups and downs every day. But it's not like I obsess over it. I just enjoy seeing those ups and downs. And it's the same way that as I've been losing weight the last several months, you know, they they all the advice is like don't don't weigh yourself every day. Don't look at the scale and focus on that so much. But I'm just more of a like I like information. I feel comfortable when I have all the information in a situation. And so I weigh myself when I like, I don't know, as long as there's a scale nearby, I might weigh three or four times a day because I kind of enjoy seeing the ups and downs like, oh, interesting, your, your weight can fluctuate three, four, five pounds within a day, just depending on what you eat and just how your body's, you know, reacting that day. And did you work out or not? Or am I wearing shoes or not? How much of a weight difference that makes? And <laughs> yeah, how much does your clothes weigh, right? You right, know, they're, right. They're two to three pounds, like, typically. So. Yeah. yeah. So anytime I weigh in, I'm like, all right, subtract three, let's say. From that. <laughs> makes you feel better. But no, it's interesting. Everybody's got a little bit different style. But the important thing is to not overreact to the things that are happening. And we can all be our own worst enemy. And if we know that, that helps us you know, prevent that from spiraling into a big mistake. And that's where a good financial, a good solid financial plan, a simple one to understand, comes into play because you can see, you know, in the long term how it's going to work out for you. Now, that tends to keep people a lot more, you know, uh, getting less nervous going down the road. I failed to mention at the beginning of the show today, if you have any questions for Kevin, you can reach out very easily by calling 888-885-PLAN. Again, Kevin's local, uh, right in Pinconning, uh, also an office in Saginaw. But you can get in touch just by calling that easy 800 number. It's 888-885-PLAN. All right, uh, let's go to some advice from Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie once said, anybody that you put on TV for five hours a week is going to say something stupid at some point. Well, that's one of the wisest things I think I heard Rosie ever say. How about you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so Walter, when you're saying you're getting nervous, you know, about the market, why are you getting nervous? Is it the white noise you're hearing or is it because you're looking at your statements or a combination? Well, yeah. So, I, like, I've got, as an example, just CNBC on in the background uh, as we record today's show. And I don't know, when the market's down, you just see red everywhere and big numbers and breaking news and this CEO has this to say and it's 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 always very high energy and exciting in a in a scary way and so yeah it's kind of like that fervor that starts building up from people all around you and people start posting opinions online of this is it the market's going to crash now this is this is the day it's going to all turn red you better sell you better get out there's so much fear-mongering it feels like Exactly. You remember Jim Cramer when 2008 came along, and I can't remember the company, but he said, don't sell it. And the next day they went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, a lot of stories like that, I think, yep. about his It's entertainment. It's not actually good advice to follow, right? That's that's right. And if you listen to the, you know, if you listen to CNBC or Fox Business or whatever it happens to be, you know, they'll have one guest on, we'll have, you know, a certain opinion. And then the very next guest will have the opposite opinion. So who do you trust? 
And that's what, you know, that's what we're trying to say. Don't put too much faith into what you see on TV here on TV, you know, because all of those people that appear on TV know it's a long-term investment, but they're trying to say buy on the dip, buy on, you know, sell on a high or whatever it is. It's just awful, awful hard to do that. Again, investing is a long-term aspect. It should be, if you're going to get into the market, it should be a minimum of five years, no matter what the news is doing. And five years plus, if you look back in history, your investments did pretty good in, in most occasions. So don't put too much uh, faith in what you're hearing on TV and what, you know, the, the red flags that are going on. And all of those are visual, right, Walter? So they're, yeah. they're meant to stimulate you. And, you know, don't let that get the best of you. Just remember, long-term investing, that's the best uh, wealth creator out there since uh, I've been around and many, many years before that. Take a deep breath, especially when we're talking about your life savings. That's the stuff you don't want to be playing and jumping in and out with. Uh, Got to be careful there. Something we talk about each week here on the program and something Kevin helps people with every day in the office. Again, if you want to schedule a time to visit or just ask any questions that might be on your mind, Kevin, you can get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN, or email him, Kevin, at insightfolios.com. All right, last one here. This one's from Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. I know you. <laughs> I, knew, can sp- I know you can spin that into some good financial info. I knew you were going to say that one too, Walter, because that's pretty famous by Mike uh, Tyson there. But what's the punch in the mouth that we're referring to as far as financial planning? Do you? I think? mean that that'd be the drop, right? Or, or you get drop, caught in yeah. a bad investment or yep, anything yep. like that. And that punch in the mouth, if we think back just to the last pandemic and 2008 it still feels kind of fresh doesn't it if oh, you yeah. think about it yeah so it's there in the back of your mind you're wondering when's the next punch can i absorb that punch can i go forward can i make it to and through retirement if if we get that next down market uh coming forth and guess what in the next 20 years there's going to be a lot of downturns a lot of you know pullbacks from the market and you have to expect them and when they're going to come nobody knows but what's important here is your plan has to generate income in good times in bad times and in flat times that's what most people seem to be sidetracked about they get caught on the growth mode you know they've started investing maybe they're 20 and they've been after growth for 30 40 years maybe and then all of a sudden they're going to retire they're getting ready to retire and now you have to shift that focus from growth to income so when we get people in our office, uh, we'll do that simplicity plan, and we will we will show them in very good detail how we're going to take some of their investments and turn them into income. So if the market goes down, it's still going to produce income. The market stay flat, it's still going to produce income. And if the market goes up, it's still going to produce income. And it's a totally different um, change for some people, and it's hard to get used to. So that plan is crucial going into you because it's going to allow you to run roll with the punches. When Mike Tyson says you get hit in the mouth, there's going to be many more of those coming in the future, the next 10, 20, 30 years. Um, and we're just going to have to live with them because they're just, it's just a fact of the times that that's going to happen. If you look back in the 1920s, the 1930s, 40s, 50s, all those decades, we've always had some sort of thing that's come in and you know hit us below the belt as far as the investing go. And it's going to continue to do that way. So sit down, get a good solid income plan together that will you know help you get through all of those bad times in the future and then in the good times you're going to participate in those markets too so if that's you it's easy just pick up the phone give us a call we're here in, in pink County. you can go to valley's meat market if you like it's right around the corner from us northwoods is right here 
you know, we got fine, fine places up here, born and raised in Pink County, and I'd be happy to sit you down, go through this planning process. So when the market does go down, it kind of helps calm your fears. You're not your own worst enemy. You don't get in your way, and that's going to lead you down the road to the confidence that you've been looking for to get to and through retirement. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call to reach out to Kevin. Schedule that time to visit. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin will be sure to get back in touch with you. 888-885-7526 or simply 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, I want to expand on one thing before we uh, kind of wrap up this part of the conversation. You talked about the you know getting punched in the mouth and, and having that, you know, everybody has a plan until that happens. Well, the problem is even if you have a plan, now a lot of people don't have a plan at all. So when they get punched in the mouth, it's not so much that they had a plan, it's that they didn't have a plan. And so they're just left scrambling. Some people have a plan, but they it's never been punched in the mouth. And so you actually don't really know how it's going to react. You design plans that can get punched in the mouth. And you know this because you put them through, I've heard you use the verbiage before, like a stress test. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about that? Like you, you actually punch the plan in the mouth <laughs> for your clients in advance in a test round so that you know how it'll react. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. In our simplicity planning process, I can you know, put in the numbers that, hey, we lost 30%. We had a major downturn in the market and we lost 30%. And then we're going to look at how did it affect your income? And in, in a good plan, a good income plan, that shouldn't affect your income. You should have a plan together that, you know, the income comes no matter what the market does. Or another stress test is you get 75, 80 years old, you're going into the nursing home. You have an, you know, a stroke or some unfortunate health catastrophe that comes along. And you're going to need 100 extra thousand dollars for the next three years so you can stay at home rather than going to the nursing home. We can put that in your plan too and stress it. Can you withhold? Can you withstand that type of a scenario? Can you, you know, withstand that, you know, hit, hit in the portfolio, so to speak? And stress testing the portfolio is something that I think everybody should go through. I'm glad you brought that up, Walter, because everybody's nervous now. You know, we've had wild days in the last week or two, and they're worried about their growth. They're not so much worried about the income. And if you're in retirement phase, you need to be worried about your income. Growth, you know, we, we plan for income and we hope for growth. And that's what the bottom line is. You need income going into retirement and through retirement, no matter what the market does. And if you are concerned about that and you want to get your portfolio stress test, it's a very easy uh, procedure that we do in the office. And we just simply put it in your plan and say, here it is. How does it affect your income planning? And that's a good thing to go through. And I'm uh, thanks for bringing that up, Walter. Again, if you want to put your financial plan through a stress test, see how it does, kind of simulate some of those, you know, worst case scenarios, some of those real life situations that have happened and that can happen again in the future, give Kevin and the team a call at Inside Folios. 888-885-PLAN is that number. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. You're listening to Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios in the Tri-City area, an office in Pinconning in Saginaw as well. We're online at insightfolios.com. In fact, go there, click the listen button. You can ask questions. You can listen to past episodes of the show, learn more about the Simplicity process, even get your own express financial plan. Look for the Simplicity Express button in the upper right-hand corner of the site. Lots of good resources for you on the website. So if you want to do a little bit more research, learn more about Kevin and the other great folks at Insight Folios, go check it out today, insightfolios.com. Kevin, I want to explore maybe some of the financial lies that people, 
and hey, I'll include us in this as well. Uh, maybe sometimes the lies that we tell ourselves and see if we can see, you know, why? Why are we living these lies? And uh, what's the damage? What's the danger? And how can we fix the problem? Um, and I'm sure you've heard these all before in your office. So I'll be interested to see how frequent these lies are often being told to people's um, okay. to themselves. Uh, first of all, uh, people who maybe take money out of a 401k or out of savings, they say, you know what, I'll pay back the money I've taken out of my savings or that I've borrowed from my 401k. So they're like, yeah, I, I, I'll pay myself back. That, that'll be easy. Yeah, I'm paying myself, you know, my own interest or whatever mm-hmm. the phrase is. We hear that from time to time, not too often, but especially from the 401k, though, we will hear that. So what do you think the big misnomer that is, Walter, if you know, you're going to pay it back? Um, in the 401k, let's say. Well, it's, it's just so so hard to do because you're accustomed to a regular savings rate. Now you would have to buckle down and save way above and beyond what you normally do to catch you, back up. Right. So let's say you take $20,000 out of your 401k and you borrow it and you pay yourself back. Well, a lot of people don't understand. Is you, there's, a, there's a set time. You have to pay that back over five years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then maybe that five-year payment on top of what you're currently investing in your 401k is too much. So some people will drop out. So when they don't pay that back, they don't stay on schedule, what happens? They have to pay a fee, right? Well, they pay, they get, a, they get a 1099, yep, mm-hmm. uh, for, and, they, and they pay a 10% penalty because they didn't pay that back over time. So a lot of people will come in and they'll think, well, you know what, I'm just going to borrow my money. I'd rather pay myself versus the bank. Well, if you take that $20,000 out and we and you pay it back over the five years, and then we have a five-year run where the market's way, way up, well, then you just missed out on all that growth of that 20000 So sometimes yeah. it is not such a good deal to do that. And it takes discipline. And what the discipline is, is you're going to have to have more money withheld from your paycheck to pay that 401k out. So you need to look at it. You need to look at it hard and see that if you're going to take $20,000 out and you don't pay that, don't pay it back. Well, $20,000 is all taxable right now. You get a 1099 at the end of the year. It's a shock for a lot of people. And you're going to pay a 10% penalty from Uncle Sam. So it's $2,000 on top of that. And then if you're in the state of Michigan, you owe four and a quarter percent tax on that too. So you can see that becomes quite expensive if you can't, you know, if you don't have the discipline to pay that back. So that normally, you know, doesn't work out just, you know, over time because of the, the factor it's missing in the market and then you're putting it, you're putting it back in and those types of things. It's a great point. Uh, you, there's lots of holes you can fall into in that plan um, and, and areas where you just keep missing out, missing out and shooting yourself in the foot kind of. Just to put some numbers to that, since you use the example of $20,000 and then paying it back over five years, in order to do that, you're talking about $333 a month that you now have to increase your savings rate over the course of those five years to catch back up. So, you know, and to some people that may sound easy and doable to others that may be like, Ooh, well, I'm already feeling like I'm putting a lot away. So that would be a whole lot more to then start tucking away. Yep. And that sometimes that's the, you know, the, the, the curse, right? Because you can't afford it. And then right. all of a sudden you think, well, I can pay this back. I'm going to buy that boat or whatever it is. That's normally not a good idea. So if you, if you can't, you know, if you can stay away from that, that's usually the best thing. So I, I would imagine 401k borrowing and similar behavior results in people often if they don't follow through on paying it back and catching up quickly and all that kind of stuff we're talking about the sacrifice or the consequence being depending on how early on you take that money out and the growth that you miss out on potentially retiring earlier like maybe maybe you're sacrificing retiring one two three years earlier because of you know those kinds of decisions so well put it in those perspectives 
Yes. Let's say you're let's say you're 30 years old or 25 years old, and you take out the 20,000. The rule of 72. Walter, are you familiar with that? That's the every uh, divide by 72, and that's how your money doubles. How often yes. it doubles? So if you're a younger person, if you average 10% a year, it's going to double every 7.2 years. So just figure what that 20,000 could have grown to. Yeah. Had you left it in there, and it'd be astonishing going in it right. It could be the difference from between you retiring early, depending on how much you borrow or not. So you got to think about those things. I have done a good job of not borrowing from my four hundred one k or uh, you know any any of those types of retirement accounts. But Kevin, I I tell myself this lie with my emergency fund. I have for a long time had a goal of building my emergency fund up more. And I pilfer from that thing left and right. So <laughs> I'm still trying to uh, not tell that lie to myself anymore when I take money out of there that, well, yeah. I'm just going to go right back and add to it. So it just ends up kind of staying at this significantly lower amount than I'd like it to be at. Well, that's that's, that's the curse. Right? You pilfer it. I like that. Yeah. I don't like it, but I like that verbiage. I feel bad stuff. every time I do yeah. it. But, you know. Well, it's um, habit, right? It's just like, it I'll put it back. I'll put it back. And then normally it doesn't go back. So Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And if I, if I don't get that under control, there's going to be one day I'm going to be sad I don't have that emergency fund. So uh, it's definitely worth. I'm just glad I'm learning that lesson with the emergency fund where I do have some other backup options and not from like my future retirement savings. But you can see how the behavior can easily translate to. Because right, uh, if you don't have your emergency fund build up and you need a lump sum of cash, where are you going to go next? Yep, exactly. The 401k, right? For, it could, could be the 401k. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's just a good one to uh, keep in mind, that behavior, that lie we tell ourselves. A lot of us fall under that umbrella. My, I have my hand raised, self-admission there. Uh, another one, Kevin, the stock market is rigged against the little guy, so I'm better off to just avoid it. Sort of a defeatist mentality, maybe, and, and people kind of tell themselves that, and that's why they just stay out of the market sometimes. No, that is. We call that a money demon, right? Mm. You learn that somewhere along your life. Money demon. I like a that. money demon. You know, your parents, your grandparents, or maybe told you something like that. But if we look in time, and if you just Google, Walter, anything like uh, uh, California secretary leaves millions to a college, and you look, she started out very frugal. And she left, I think it was 10 or $20 million to a college, and she just invested long-term. I have a client now who she's passed on, and um, she worked at MBD Bank. And every other week, now not every week, every other week it was $20 investment, and she accumulated a lot of money. So this notion that it's rigged against a little guy, it's not. It's not rigged against a little guy. There's millions of people who have you know retired comfortably by being in the market. What's rigged against the little guy is this mentality that you're better off not getting involved because that's not that's not the way to to build wealth if you look back over history. And we know that it's long term. Stop treating it like a short term investment. It has to be long term. Set it and forget it. Just keep going into the market, especially if you're younger. And don't look at the statements because if you have a solid financial plan with diversifications going in over time, you should be fine. So it's not rigged against the little guy, Walter. It's it's, it's a long term investment. People tend to get away from that. And there are millions of examples out there of people who just, you know, started with a little bit of money, ended with a lot of money, millions of dollars of money, and it happens over time. And that's the one thing that people get away from. Emotions get involved. You know, you borrow from it. You don't pay it back. All these things get involved in in and, and gets in your way. So don't do that. We're talking with Kevin Ray about uh, the lies that we tell ourselves financially. If you identify with some of these and need some help reining in that behavior, making sure that you're making good decisions with your money and your financial future, 
Kevin is there for you. He's been helping families in the area for about three decades now to retire successfully and with more peace of mind. You can get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. Come and say hello in the office there in Pinconning or meet down in Saginaw that's better for you. 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN. All right, let's see another lie we tell ourselves, Kevin, might be, you know, the bank is the safest place to keep my money because at least I know I won't lose it. Well, there's bank failures all the time. and There's the FDIC. I, I, I get that. But the bank is the safest place to keep your money. So, Walter, if you go down to your current bank where you're at and you put in, let's say you put in $100,000 and you put it in the CD, how much are you going to get, do you think? Uh, not even a percent? No. Okay. Five, five-year CD rates the other day I was in the bank was 0.05%, a half a percent. Wow. So it's safe, but is it doing anything for your future um, growth. No, you're losing out on a ton of opportunity there. So when you get this idea in your head that it's safe, well, it's safe to the point where if you have under $250,000 and something happens to the bank, yeah, somebody's going to, FDIC is going to come in and back it up. But if we look 10, 20, 30 years down the road and we can see what that could have grown at, let's just say you take another safe investment and you get a fixed annuity, which you can get today at 3%. That's $3,000 a year of interest. If you're sitting that in the bank earning 1%, that's lazy money. It's sitting there not doing anything for your future, for your retirement, for your heirs, or whatever that's designed to be. Now, that's a little bit too much, the 100000 we talked about in most cases for having an emergency fund. So put that money to work. It's lazy money. It's costing you money going down the road. And if we earn 3% a year, just on another simple fixed annuity, let's use that example, that's 30000 without compound interest in 10 years time frame. That's a lot of money to give up. And that's, you know, that mentality, it's safe. And you want to keep it there because you can drive down to the end of the street and get your money anytime you want. That's costing you long term. Don't do that. You know, take, you sit down and do the planning with that and you keep some of that there uh, for emergency money if it's 100000 but get that working for you. Don't let it sit around and be lazy and, uh, and, and do nothing for you. If you need some help uh, deciding where to put that lazy money, put it to work for you, that's all part of the planning process that Kevin walks clients through each and every day. Get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. little side note, Kevin, I don't know when the last time I went into a bank was. That's a long time, right? drive through Like anymore. physically in the bank. I, or I, or I, online. I only had to go through the drive through recently, uh, and I think that was the first time I'd even done the drive through in so many years. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, uh, so someone gave me a $100 bill the other day, and I, I was like, I don't know when the last time I had more than maybe $5 in my wallet was. You sound like Paul now. <laughs> I I didn't know what to do with it. I felt scared walking around with a $100 bill in my pocket. I was like, this is a weird feeling. Yeah, <laughs> so you I do everything on debit and credit. I then, spent right? it as fast as I could. I was like, <laughs> I don't want this to stay in my wallet. So I, I broke change and then paid for like the next thing I came across with it. And uh, I think I actually, we got some Greek food. There was a Greek festival in town. So we went and got some Greek food. So next time you get a $100 bill in your pocket, you call me and you can take me to lunch. <laughs> you'll, you'll take it off my hands for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just funny. And then I realized when I uh, I had to pull out some cash to uh, pay somebody that did some work on our house, and uh, I wanted to pay them in cash. So it uh, that was like the I was like, wow, I haven't gone and withdrawn even just like a couple bucks of cash in in a while. So it was just uh, I don't know. It was just kind of funny to think how we used to have to go not only to the bank but in the bank all the time to all just the time. deposit yeah. paychecks and handle any issues. And now it's just so foreign to do that. 
uh, pretty interesting. All right. Uh, other people will say, this has been a tough year, Kevin, but I'll get serious about saving next year. So maybe they have a little strife. It doesn't even have to necessarily have to be pandemic related, although that seems like the obvious one to go to. But, you know, maybe they had a, a job loss or sales weren't as good this year. Or, you know, they, they had a had a kid. And so they you know had to put more money into that or just whatever the case may be. And so it's kind of that like, OK, but next year I'll get back on track. Well, that happens to get in um, in the way a lot when we sit down and talk to people. This year was a bad year. And it, and it has been recently for a lot of people because of the pandemic or those types of things. And I understand that. But habits start at a young age. And I'll give you an example, Walter. I told the story before. But when I grew up in Pinconning, I sold night crawlers for five dozen for one dollar on the highway. And every time that I made money, we put it in the jar, I would take 10%, put it in the bank. And it doesn't, it's not much. So if you make a hundred bucks, it's 10 bucks. But the habit is good over time. And at one summer, I saved a lot of money because the more you get used to it, uh, the better off you're going to be. So the tough year, there are going to be tough years where it's not going to be possible. But if you get into the habit, a serious habit, just saving 10%, start there, 5%, whatever you can, and put it into the bank, put it in an emergency fund. Uh, Walter, I'm talking to you now. And get that emergency Mm -hmm. fund growing. That habit will continue and you'll see it'll pay dividends in the future and then in your retirement and going forward. Because if you, you know, what does they say? It takes 21 days to get in a habit, something of that nature. Yeah. yeah. And let's take your diet, for example, right? At first, you know, you're exercising nothing. It wasn't that good. But once you got in the habit, it got easier and easier. The same thing applies here. Get in the habit. You know, tough years are going to come, but do whatever you can and pay yourself first. If you look at any successful investor, that's the first thing they're going to tell you. Pay yourself first and get in that habit. Kevin, I do have that automatic investing into the emergency fund that I do. So I do follow that habit. I just still pilfer from it. So it just, <laughs> right as it goes up, it goes back down again. But We need to put that someplace <laughs> where you get your hands slapped. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I need to get zapped every time I try yeah, to touch yeah. that account. That's great. Hey, that's an invention we can make. Something you can attach to your computer mouse that, that, that electrocutes you or it gives you a little zap <laughs> whenever you try to like uh, touch any Take of your important money. accounts. You have to really want that money to be able to click on that button. Kind of like a shot collar. Right? <laughs> like a shot collar oh, when you're trying yeah. to... Train, train, a, train a dog or something like that. Yeah, exactly. We'll make the shockable mouse that gets tied into your financial accounts. I think that could be a big idea. I, I think Dave Ramsey would get on board with that idea, right? I to help people he get out of debt. I think he would. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. All right, well, there you have it. Lots of good tips for you. If you're telling yourself any of those kinds of lies, it's probably a pretty good sign that you need some financial help, some guidance. It might just be helpful to talk things like that out with Kevin. Um, he can walk you through, analyze those behaviors, look at what you can do to your plan to make better solutions for any financial or retirement troubles that are popping up in your plan and get those things fixed and get you in the right direction. If you want to get a full complimentary financial review with Kevin and the team at Inside Folios, you can set that up by calling 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN, or go to insightfolios.com to get more information, 888-885-PLAN is your number to call, though, if you want to go ahead and set up a time to meet with Kevin in the near future or ask some questions that might be on your mind. 888-885-7526. More to come on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Come up with fun questions to ask Kevin each week. And Kevin, this one's a little outside the box. Uh, if you could magically become famous right now, would you want to? For anything that I want to be famous for? Yeah, you can be, uh, yeah it's an open-ended thing. Yeah, you yeah, can tar- I, I would. turn it into a... You would? Oh, interesting. I would. Okay. So I would like to be famous 
Because I've always been. Let know, me guess. I, for catching the biggest trout. Nope. Oh, okay. No, no, no. For finding in like a King Tut's tomb or something. Like oh. that. I've always been fascinated by archaeology and you know and all the you know the ancient ruins and those types of things. That's always fascinated me. So if I could do that, yeah. If I could find something historical like that, that'd be really cool. And we could put my name in a newspaper. Wow, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. How about I, you? I once took a class in college called Italian Archaeology. I signed up for uh-huh. it because I said I like pizza. And uh, Italy seems like a cool place that I want to travel to one day. I'm going to take this class called Italian Archaeology and get a history credit for it. And boy, that was not a very good class for me to take. (laughs) 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 There was no talk of pizza. And and the things we learned about Italy were from very, very long ago and analyzing pictures of plates and tools and things like that and i was way in over my head but uh, you would have enjoyed that class it sounds like i would have because i've always you know always i always like to watch those shows and see what they're finding and how they go back in time it's fascinating to me if you had asked me this question you know some years ago i would have certainly said yes back when i was trying to you know be a sports broadcaster and you know get further into the industry and to you know reach that upper echelon and kind of be a little bit of a celebrity or famous i would have said you know, probably yes to this question, but I like more hanging in the background now as I've gotten a little bit older. I don't know if I'd want to be famous. Well, that person who just won out, you know, six, seven hundred million on the lotto in California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm betting. I bet you that they're thinking the same thing. Do I want to be this famous? Do I want to be famous come? or yes. do I want to put this under an LLC and hide in the background? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm betting hide in the background. So Yeah. If anybody wins six hundred million dollars out there, I strongly encourage you to hide in the background. <laughs> You're going to have more friends you know what to do with. <laughs> if, if, if you don't, that's right. And, and not all of them with the best intentions either. That's, that's true. true. Uh, interesting. It's an interesting question to think about, though. If you could immediately have fame, you know, would you do it? Uh, I would take more money, but without the fame. I think that would be, I, I could utilize that better. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fun. <laughs> That's another question. Would you rather be famous or have, or, or rich? You know, like one of those kinds of things. So you, but rather, you can only be one. I'd rather be rich. Yeah, I think so too. Who needs who needs fame if you already I'll go, have money? I'll, I'll go quietly in the background, right? <laughs> That's yes. right. Yeah, I think we gave away our answers to that with the lottery question, right? Yeah. <laughs> too funny. Eh, fun to analyze and think about those things every once in a while. Well, there you go. Getting to know Kevin a little bit better and uh, still more to come on today's show. Not much time left, but we'll wrap things up with a listener question when we come back. Stay tuned. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. Glad you're with us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. And we, most shows, have time at the end to get in a couple of listener questions. And I've got time today for one, Kevin, so we won't be able to get to too many. And it comes to us from someone named Kevin. All right, so... Kevin's got a question for Kevin. Uh, this other Kevin says, I've always been an aggressive investor. I like to see my money grow. Who doesn't? Uh, at what age am I supposed to get conservative? Well, that's a good question, Kevin, and it depends on your own personal situation. Obviously, when you're younger, we, you know, when people come to my office, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point you in a direction of getting aggressive because we're looking for growth. We're looking for growth over a period of time. But you said I've always been aggressive, if I remember right. So always means that you've been investing to me for some time. So as you get older, we need to pull back on the reins of the aggressiveness and we need to start focusing on income. And that's going to change the way you invest. So depending on your age, depending on your plan, depending on your on your um, 
income needs going forward, that is a question to be determined. And until I sit down and look at a plan with you and, and get your goals in place on that simplicity plan that we talk about, it'd be very hard for me to, to ask you. But generally, in a general rule of thumb, as you get older, as you're getting closer to retirement, you need to pull back on the reins of being aggressive and you need to change your focus from growth to income. And I know it's kind of vague, Kevin, but give me a call, come on in the office, and we'll figure this out for you. Again, Kevin, if you want to get in touch or anybody else for that matter, if you're trying to figure out what's the best way to position your portfolio to get into and through retirement, that's what Kevin does each and every day with his clients. Give him a call, 888-885-PLAN, and you get a complimentary review of your financial plan. 888-885-7526. That's 888-885-PLAN. Call now, get on the calendar, have a conversation about your financial life, your plan, and your future, and make sure that you are on the right path. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. Kevin, enjoy your weekend, my friend, and uh, we will talk again next week. We'll have fun. Yep, I always do, right here on Simply Financial. For Kevin, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.